Hey, podcast listeners, Pastor Freddie T here. Thanks for listening. Today, we got a great question coming from one of our community groups. JV and I take a stab at giving a response to this question. Uh, hey, share the podcast with a friend today. It's power-packed. It's not a long one, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I was a little late this morning, JV. I was looking down at my Bible, and Daniel's over there waving. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm sure there will be no break, because Daniel will take care of that. How are you, how are you this morning? Man, uh, life just gets richer and richer. Even through the trials, life is just so rich. I'm so thankful. It's the glory of getting a little older, you know, like I've got some sort of weird little sciatica thing going in my hip, like back leg kind of a thing. It's nothing like it, it's, it's almost just teasing me right now. It's, it's, it's just saying any day now I could paralyze your leg, you know, like that's all it says. I lay down in bed at night, ready to just go off in la la land. And it's just, just a little tease, you know? So it's like, it's like my body, you know, getting old and, uh, but man, older life is so. Ri- I know, I know. I it's know. older. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's talking to a gentleman this week. I am at the ripe age of fifty, as some of you probably realize if you're a avid podcast listener. And I kept. I've told Rachel I've got to quit saying I'm old because now the kids are like saying it now. So you know, when my dad was forty two, I thought he was old. Yeah, I'm forty four. My whole life, my dad was the same age that I am with my youngest, and okay. I always thought he was old because I always remember him with gray hair. Yeah. Uh, if you got gray hair, it's okay. I Check just, it off, I just But anyway, I was just telling somebody, the older I get, and for those that are older, uh, I, yeah, you just, you don't get excited about as much stuff anymore. You say you don't get as excited? As excited about much stuff. It's different. It's, it's just different. different. We should, we should dedicate a whole episode to seasons, yeah. seasons of life. It's like the, your, you know, your Shabbat has been captivating your mind and heart yes. for the last many, many months. Seasons of life, Ecclesiastes three has captivated mine over the last couple of years. And yeah, when you see God's order, you know, like we're just like we're just trying. It's like we're just trying to feel our way through life, doing the best we can. Right? It's like the Psalms say, "His word is a lamp into our feet, a light into our path." Like implication is, is like, man, we don't have like a spotlight on everything that's ahead. Right? Mm-hmm. There's one step at a time, one day at a time, and. um my mind just totally went blank. We're totally at well. No, it's uh, so what was I, I saying? What we was were waiting. Saying? For, we don't ever really go out to eat a ton, especially in brunch on Sunday. So we're <laughs> no going to, idea. We're, we're going to this restaurant, and Max, we're sitting and waiting in line Sunday morning, and after church, and Max says, "You know, Dad, we had talked about the P word, predestination." Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we started talking about perspective he's like dad you'd be cool if we could like stand outside of time and watch things go like where the train begins mind. and ends or whatever and i was like yeah well that's what god does he looks outside mm. of time and kind of talking about the seasons how we are so myopic and our short-sightedness what does myopic mean short-sighted you can oh. see close you can't see far away yes so yeah we're so myopic and uh yes. anyway but hey at 50 this morning i got out early opened the door it's a beautiful day 
Yeah, man. Because I have one last day to enjoy. Isn't it funny? Because it's one last beautiful yeah. fall day. So, uh, anyway, yes. so it's a beautiful morning. I'm glad I'm here on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, maybe more abbreviated one. Last week we had a room full of folks. And it was, if you missed last week's podcast, um, with the uh, interview of Alex and Kayla Martin. I think you would deserve to go back and listen to it. I know I enjoyed listening to it live. Rachel really enjoyed listening to it um, when it came out. So go back and listen to it. Actually, we might as well go ahead and segue to, we're not going to do a, a, I say a live podcast. It's not live, but a live taped podcast. What are you talking about, Willis? Next week. So oh, next week. Yeah. So if you uh, don't That's miss right. out on week, go back to the archives, pick out your favorite. Here's maybe. what JV and I want to know. We, we yes, yep. what you just said. We want to know: Do you have a favorite podcast? And like of any of them, you know, DJ Daniel Cox's story is definitely in my top three. I have to say, it's just super. Definitely my top super. three. I loved the OG interview of the elders. Yeah, that, I think that good. was pretty good stuff. I hadn't listened to that in a while. No, oh, I haven't either. Yeah, I have to over a year ago now. Um, okay, so you guys uh, let us know at info at reallifesango.com, uh if you've got a favorite. Let us know, info at reallifesango.com, if you have a question. Right. And uh, next week, you'll have to go back into the archive. I don't, I don't think the podcast listener is appreciating that if they would send questions to info at oh. reallifesango.com, we would probably dedicate a whole podcast on just Q&R, questions and response. I don't say questions and answers anymore, Q&A, because sometimes there's not a good answer to a question. It's DJ, just a response. DJ just said, change the email. Send it to Daniel, Daniel. at reallifesango.com. Daniel at, Daniel, Daniel Daniel. at reallifesango.com. D-A-N-I-E-L. Uh, so, yeah, we would dedicate <laughs> a whole podcast just to a Q&R for any questions you may have, whether that's a sermon or anything else. Uh, let's see. It's going to uh, be rapid fire today. Uh, fall break is coming up for some yep. next week. Yep, yep. Uh, that's be the 8th through the, what, 15th? You're going to the beach. Going to the beach for the first time in a while. Well, that's not true. Going to this part of the beach for the first time. You're going not to the beach. Mm, You're to going to the desert. Going to the mountain desert. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? You're going back to not OG, but like 3G. Yeah, so, man. We're going back to Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Parker, our 10-year-old, his heart is so tender to go back to Scottsdale. Because he was he only was, six, I guess, right? Oh, when we moved from there. That's what I mean. He was, yes. So, so like, he barely kind of remembers. Oh, yeah. Like, so from three to six, he's like, that's his home. Yeah. So he feels very tender to Scottsdale. Yeah. So we'll leave Sunday morning. Pastor Tim will be preaching. It'll be awesome. Uh, Associate Pastor Sun- Nishmimer to those. That's right. That you way. call him funny, <laughs> weird names. Tim Tim. Um, yeah, so we're going to Scottsdale, and we'll be back Thursday. And I'm so looking forward to it. During COVID, JV, I, I had three different trips to Scottsdale canceled. I just kept trying to, like, to get back, just to visit with people. It wasn't family trips, but three. One on the front end, one in the middle, one on the tail end, all canceled because of COVID, like over a year and a half span of time. And those that don't know, before Fred came back to Clarksville to do real life Sango Church Plant, he was at First Baptist? Uh, it's called First Southern Baptist Church First, of Scottsdale. Yeah. Within a within a very small little couple of mile radius, there was Scottsdale Baptist Church, First Baptist Church, Scottsdale, and First Southern Baptist Church, Scottsdale. Okay. Not confusing at all. <laughs> yeah. So, but and for those that don't, he was there for three, three plus years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it'll be good, I'm sure, for the family to get back, to have some good memories. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think anything else. Don't get sung by jellyfish, JV. Uh, 
<laughs> Fred, Fred knows me better than that. Uh, he knows I won't get out in the water if there's anything moving. Uh, <laughs> the jellyfish come up on the beach. You gotta watch where you step. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'll have to worry about that either. Uh, so uh, I don't know if I even go to. The you know, beach. we used to vacation together before you had kids. <laughs> we did. We need to do it now with kids. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, blow, it blow their minds. Yeah, we did. My have. kids would have so much fun with you on vacation, <laughs> I and I would have so much fun with your kids. Oh my gosh! Oh, they would probably be overstimulated. All right, twenty twenty four. Here we come. Twenty twenty four. Is that next year? Twenty. What year is this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Uh, no podcast yeah. listener, you've taken your time to listen to this. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. We are. Well, hey, talking about questions. Yeah, we got a question from the community group. Okay, so it's not at. It's not a submitted one by email, but it's right. still a question. So it came up in community group. My for, bride said, "Hey, I had a really good question in community group." I said, "I'll answer it on the podcast." Are you are you are you are you expectant now? Are you ready, podcast listener? Let's. Will you want to take a break? Let me tease them. Let me tell them what the question is. Oh, and then we'll come back. No. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. The question was okay. So this whole deal was if love, as we stated in the sermon. We described as affection and action. And I won't unpack that right now. Then what do we do with love your enemy? Okay. How do we understand and apply that? And I think that's out of Matthew 5. Matthew 5, 43. 43 and on. So Matthew 5, 43, if you want to pull up your device or your Bible, during this little break, if you're driving, don't do it. We'll just read it to you anyway. But I hope you're expectant for that wonderful response that, Brad's going to give us, so we'll be right back. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday in real life. We believe God has put you in the neighborhood and in the job and at the ballpark or at the gym, right where he wants you to influence and invite others into his story, into a relationship with him. So here's today's challenge. Text a friend right now. Stop what you're doing. Send them a message and invite them to join you at Real Life this Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it'll be their first step into a relationship with God. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday at Real Life. So text that friend today. We are back. We love questions, Fred. Oh, man. We do. We love questions where the good stuff comes. That's right. We love questions and we we love interviewing, but we love questions. So if we haven't said that enough. Send us the questions. But you know, we have. You, go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just saying, we have a question this morning, and that came from a community group. Yeah. So, we ask the question one more time. Yeah. You know, in New York, sometimes I would preach and then do QA after the sermon. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Especially probably in New York with a budding church, I oh, imagine, yeah. from all Coat kinds of does that in Nashville, Grace Story Church, my buddy Coat. He does QA. So, if you have a question, just before we, before we answer this, question if you have a question that you really don't know the answer or it's probably not just a great question to ask do you have like the 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 pat answer of well that's just a great question it's <laughs> i just think there's something that we probably need to mull over and, and let me give you a great answer maybe maybe response next week that's that what you say that's a great way to do it uh <laughs> you definitely have to be ready with that, with that response but real lifers if you have a question in the middle of the sermon um just stand up and raise your hand in the middle of the sermon. <laughs> no no listen, listen if you stand up and raise your hand in the middle of the sermon i'll probably call on you oh you know? wow don't do that justin kleinard i see you Justin Kleinert. all okay. right so, uh, question one more time is yeah so we looked at first corinthians 13 
pivoting off of our primary passage in Ephesians 1, where Paul was thanking God for the Ephesian church's love for all the saints. So I wanted to ask the question, what is love for all the saints? The word love gets tossed around a lot. Um, uh, we define it a number of ways. Uh, you know, sometimes people will say, well, love is, love is not an emotion. It's a commitment, right? And, um, and I think that that's kind of like a, a balancing of like young love, the way people, you know, like teenagers saying, I love you or something like that. And it's like, wait a second, let's not throw that word around because love is really commitment. And then, you know, a young married couple saying, well, we fell out of love. Well, no, lo- love is a commitment, right? So I think we rightly, you know, help balance the definition of love with by saying it's a commitment. Um, but then, uh, affection and action describing love. So we pivoted over love from all the saints over to first Corinthians 13, where Paul says, if I give away all that I have to the poor, uh, if I deliver my body to be burned. And so essentially Paul was taking hold of, um, these two examples of commitment, these two examples of action that seemingly would be the most loving things that you could imagine someone doing for people and someone doing for God. So giving away all you have, what's more loving than that? (laughs) Delivering your body to be burned, like as a martyr for the Lord. What's more loving to God than that? And so Paul says, if I do these things and have not love, you know, I'm, I'm nothing, right? Wait a second. How can you do the seemingly most loving actions and not have love? Well, what Paul is illustrating there is that love is both affection and action. So it doesn't, you know, so, so it's, that's a complete picture of what love is. So the question that came up in the community group is, is okay, if it's affection and action, what about love our enemies? And uh, this, this question comes from Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 where Jesus says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So what in the world does love your enemies mean and look like? Well, I think it means love your enemies. <laughs> but but what does that look like in, in real life? So let's talk about like our enemy, our enemies. I think the first thing to understand here is that Jesus is talking about personal relationships. He's not talking about, um, you know, Jesus is not unpacking a doctrine for how nations are to relate to other nations per se. He's, he's speaking to the heart of the individual in terms of as you interact in your personal relationships. So as you trace through here the Sermon on the Mount, um, that's what you're going to see. Jesus instructing his people how to relate to one another. Um, so, and, and I think I think Jesus here is is kind of assuming in relating to your enemies, you're relating to people that have made themselves your enemy, <laughs> not that you've chosen to be your enemy. I think that's probably built into the fabric of this. So, the people that, for whatever reason, have made themselves your enemy. Um, in terms of how they treat you or how they identify with you or how they relate to you. They've made themselves your enemy. As a result, you may see them as, as your enemy, you know, because of how they've uh, chosen to relate to you. Um, so, so then Jesus' command is love your 
enemy. So, so how do we do this? Well, I think what Jesus is saying is first is you have genuine compassion, care, and love for all people. You genuinely love them. You genuinely care for them. Now, this, this is probably the hardest commandment in all of Scripture. Love your enemy. Like, have genuine affection for the people that hate you. How, how do you do that? Well, you, that's, that's, oh, that's otherworldly. You only do that by the power of the supernatural Holy Spirit in you. That does not come from the natural flesh. That can only come from God. Love your enemy. So, so if you have affection for them, um, well, how do you, how do you extend like loving action toward your enemy? How do you make sacrifices for your enemy? Well, I think Jesus, in his commandment to love your enemy, immediately answers the question of how do you do that in part, and he says, "But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you." In other words, feel something for them and then do something for them. Pray for them. That's the first step. That's the first thing you can do uh, toward those that have made themselves your enemy is you can pray for them. So, so you're choosing out of the compassion of your heart toward this person, out of the love in your heart, you're choosing to engage in an action for their benefit. For their benefit. So <clears throat> love wants the best for someone else. So how do you engage in action for the betterment of your enemy. Pray for them. You share, you share Jesus with them. Um, you cannot gossip about them. Uh, you can extend something to them in their time of need. Uh, so maybe you've got a neighbor, <laughs> and they're just a pill. They're just a pill. Anytime your tree hangs over their fence, they're giving you an earful about it. You say hello, you say hello to them when they're walking out to the... Uh, mailbox to get their mail out and and they just give you they they just don't even look at you they don't even acknowledge you and then they have a family member die and you make them a pie and you take it to the door that, that's just a, a small practical way pray for them don't gossip about them care for them in their time of need even though they may have made um the, your enemy now this may sound like people may be like grasping for like oh this just sounds pie in the sky i need something to undergird this well, look at the context, right? Look at what else Jesus says here. He says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. Jonathan, you know that, um, you, you know, when somebody looks just like their dad? Yeah. It's so fun, right? Um, it, 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 it's, it's fun to say that. You're, you look just like your dad. That sounded just like your dad, right? That's what we're going for here is we want to sound and look just like our heavenly father as we love our enemies. And, and he says, if you do this, if you love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you, you'll be like you're, you'll be sons of your father who is in heaven for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. He sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So what does that mean? Well, that means there's dishonest farmers out there in addition to the honest farmers and God sends his gracious rain on the dishonest farmers he sends his rain on the dishonest farmers uh, he provides the sun for the just and for the unjust so so when we're grasping for how in the world do we actually extend 
loving action to those that hate us. Well, we look to God and see that God does it every day. And then and then Jesus can just Jesus just tightens the screws on this. And and he bolsters his argument in verse 46. He says, For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? In, in other words, he's he's almost saying there's nothing impressive about loving those that love you. Do not even the tax collectors do the same? So here he goes to like the, the most despised people, you know, in society, and he says, Look, they love those that love them. Love is really only impressive when it costs you something. Right? Love when it costs you something. Um, so, so love really shines best and brightest when it, when you are loving those that don't care about you, when you are loving those that, that, that don't respect you, when you are loving those that have made, made themselves your enemy. Um, and if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. Therefore you must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. I think that's more of a word of mature, um, uh, whole, whole, that word perfect, not, not typically as we understand perfect, but our God is perfect as we typically understand perfect. That's good. Well, that's, that's just that, a, little, that's a little Tuesday morning stab at it. That was, was <laughs> like, that was very comprehensive. Did uh, you know that John Piper wrote his dissertation on this passage? I did not. Oh my goodness. I haven't read it. Um, yeah, that was, that was like a sermon. This morning, that's very good. I, I, bless you. I, I was not prepared Shall for that. Shall we pass the plate and you see No, I mean, I don't have any. I mean, bring any change with me. Do you take a debit card? So, yeah, so. I, you can text mission. Uh, so, uh, so this morning I was, you know, I always try to prepare for podcasts. Yeah. And so this was good. Yeah. This was super good because I think it goes to the why of what you talked about on the why. The why to the why. Yeah. Why do we love our enemies? Though? Who who are mo- who is who is like a practical day enemy? Like if you think about the typical real lifer, who might they see as an enemy in their life? Uh, I think most of the time, it's probably for me in the world that I live, it's probably a coworker or someone that works in your area of yeah. whatever you do. Yeah, that usually is doing things to undermine you, yeah. and usually it's either undermining your character, yeah, or undermining your financial position. Yeah. So in other words, they're trying to take your clients yep. or they're trying to take yep. your position at work or they're trying to even worse undermine the character of what you've tried to create and establish. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so those are really that, or, you know, I hate to say it sometimes undermine your children, which, or, or wife. So I think it's not so easy to say, Oh, that they looked at me mean or yeah. they were at Walmart and they said something snarky to me. Um, I think it's more of a, I think, I think Satan hits you at a much deeper, deeper level of sustenance, of character, of protection of your family. Um, yes, you just you yes. you don't have any room for that. Okay, I, so I thought about I thought about that idea this morning. I thought about somebody breaks into your house with a gun. Yeah, and so if someone breaks into your house with a gun, they're your enemy. Yeah, right. That's true. So. Um, so, so then you're in this position of, why well, do I love my enemy? <laughs> you know, do, do I like, do I tell the guy, hey, pull up a chair. I'm going to bake you some bread. No, you grab the gun from the nightstand and you kill the guy. Yeah. Right. That's so that he will not kill your family. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. Go right? on. This so is, he will this not is... kill your family. Right. So, so in this position, you, when you're, when you're faced with two competing loves. Yeah. Right. Um, the, the more virtuous love in that moment is defending your family. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so 
you know, we want life to be so cookie cutter, black and white, yeah. but, but nuance is everywhere in life. And the Christian life has to be lived in wisdom and discernment, as, as we like to say. Um, so, so, you know, there's, I mean, you've got to parse this out, right? But as I was driving in this morning, I thought about this. This is, this is so cool. When, when Jack showed up as a freshman to his very first football experience, um, he had a competitor on the team, his same grade. The star quarterback was out. So it was just like these two guys were battling it out. Well, we're, we're technically, we're on the same team, but because they're battling it out, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a little bit of an enemy, yeah. you know? And, um, and so we showed up to watch this seven on seven tournament up in Hopkinsville. And I didn't know this young man and I didn't know his family. Um, but his, but his family, it, it, mm, they felt a little standoff, you know, yeah. standoffish, you know, yeah. kind of like, Hey, we're competing here. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to be buddy, buddy, yeah. you know, like, yeah. um, well, long story short, I just, I just shower them with kindness. I don't always do this. I'm just like, I like to share the examples where I really screw it up to encourage people, <laughs> but it's early this morning. This was the first thing that came to my mind. I just shower them with kindness. And then I eventually like ask this dad to give Elliot some basketball lessons. And and we pay him to do it. He was out of a job. So it's like, here we are, you know, like to the guy that, I mean, he wasn't like enemy, but I'm just trying to think like, yeah, I got you. Like most people might struggle to think, well, who are my enemies? Well, like this might've been like kind of a guy that we're, we're not asking to go to dinner with. Right. Out of this scenario, this guy became a great friend of ours, a great friend of mine. We were at the football game last night, and um, <laughs> his son and, and and Jack were like trading in and out at quarterback, and we're like shooting each other videos because he, like he's capturing some and I'm capturing some. And um, but I love the fruit of what happened. I love the fruit of what happened. Is and it doesn't always happen like that. Sometimes your enemies stay your enemies. But the fruit of this particular one is like an enemy became like a really good friend. Anyways, what do you, what do you think? That's, that's, yeah, that's what I was, when I was thinking about your sermon and, 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 and your, your sermon today, while what, how is kind of what's in my mind now. I talked about it in bigger terms uh, three or four weeks ago, but the why, what, how of what we do. uh, And that's what you were speaking about, I think, a little bit on Sunday. But your, your, your hook, I call it your hook, was why. Why was Paul giving thanks? Why was God giving thanks to God? And uh, I think it's just a, a wide swath of why. I think if you go through the whole Bible, there's more that God wants of our whys than he wants of our what's and how's. And you 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 describe love as affection and action. Um, and I think that the why is always at what God is always trying to change. You know, I think in community group this week, we talked about David. One of the, one of the narratives that God gave King David when he spoke of King David was that he was a man after God's own heart. He didn't do, do a lot of things that were honorable to God or honorable to men. Um, but I think the why, why we love our, our enemies, I think you can, I mean, just let me just take the, the con side of this. I think we can love our enemies because 
Fred just said we have to love our enemies and we have to shower them in kindness and the pie after they die. That I thought that was pretty mm. good rhyme there. Um, that's good, but I think if we're doing it legalistically, if we're like, well, uh, so then you start now putting your target on all those people you really just don't like because they're your enemies, quote unquote. And so now we're just going to like overwhelm them with love and kindness and patience and long suffering. Uh, first Corinthians 13 with our teeth gritted. You see my point? Yeah. I mean, that's in anything. That's really good. That's right. I mean, we can, the Ephesians challenge we talked about, read a chapter, a day, a week, six days, six chapters. But if I'm doing it because I have to, I don't know. Maybe such not a bad thing to read God's word, but that's not what God's searching for. Now he'll soften your heart. Don't lose what I'm trying to say this morning is we need to love our friends. We need to love our enemies, but we love because God first loved us. Come That's First John 4. Come on. But he wants more about us than he wants about them. So good. That's it's, right. It's about what he's, it's about the heart that he's molding in us. Yeah. So what you quote, oh, quote Matthew, Matthew 4, and it says, you have heard that it was said that you shall love your enemies. That's Leviticus 19. I know that because the ESV had a footnote and, and a hyperlink. I, I didn't research that this morning. Um, but, it, I mean, it goes and it says that you shall love your neighbor in your heart. So I think I think I said this at Community Group, Freddie, on um, Friday morning. Your community group's amazing, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, we, we're, it's, so it's not me. It's the organic group. It's just awesome. super great. And so I think one of the points I was trying to make is the why in God in trying to do the why inside of us mm. is as important that anything else that he does in the church. Because if he has a church full of whys, in other words, a church full of people that are analyzing why they're doing it, you talked about the Shema a month ago, mm-hmm. Deuteronomy mm-hmm. 6, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. If that's what we're trying to focus on, if we're more focused on loving God and trying to emulate, like you said, Father, like Son, this love your enemy thing is going to be a natural thing. Mm -hmm. And we're going to care less about what the enemy does to us or even this is the hard part. You just said it a while ago. Well, it turned out well with the parent, but you even said after that. But sometimes and most of the time it doesn't. And I would say who cares? That's right. Because the, 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 the product of what we are doing in love is because of the overflow of what God's done in us. That's the priority. The priority is what, what's going on in our heart. How people respond, we're, we, we're, we totally have no control over. Jesus said, if they persecute you, you're blessed. Um, but if they respond positively, that's a blessing, right? You know, um, that's good, JB. So anyway, so it is, uh, that's a great that's a, we had a first Q and AR. I like Q and A. I think it was an answer today, not a response. I give more responses than answers. I like that. I like <laughs> so, that. I uh, took that from the Bible Project. They have Q and Rs. Uh, I'm going to be chewing on this though all day. This whole enemy thing. Yeah. So I, I mean, I can't think of another command that strikes deeper in my heart because it is easy to love those that like. I love you, but you're so easy to love. Oh, only some days. No, 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 no. Like, no, I'm serious, right? Like. But what virtue is it for me to love you, JB? You know, it's, it's like, like Craig Nelson. You know, he 
got yes, baptized week yes. before last, and he said the the day, the moment that he realized that he felt the justification of his soul, which is the love of God in his heart, and he knew that he was broken, was the day that he could forgive a father mm. who was abusive to him. That's so good because forgiveness is a gift. It's a gift that is action. It's it's out of compassion for him, not out of duty. I must do it, but out of oh wow, I was God's enemy, and He loved me. I wasn't looking for Him, and He came and found me. That that that's the overflow. So you can only get the why. You can only get the love if you are deeply rooted. Fred, that's one of your first things. You're gospel deeply roots. rooted in the gospel. And if you don't get that, you're not going to get the overflow. The fruit's not going to be there. You can force the fruit. You can force the fruit. The fruit can be forced. You can check the boxes that look like fruit. You can send them the pie. You can pat them on the back. You can smile at them. But if you're gritting your teeth, that's not the roots. You're, you're faking the fruit. So don't fake the fruit today. I heard one professor once say, all of Christian theology is driving toward the single virtue of love. Everything in the Bible should point us toward love. It's going to be an all-lifetime honor and opportunity to do that. Can't Help wait. us, Lord. Why don't I pray for our podcast Let's listeners today? Father, we pray in Jesus' name and by your Spirit. Father, thank you for loving us when we were unlovable. Thank you for loving us when we made ourselves your enemies through our sin. Father, we confess this morning, this day, this afternoon, this evening, whenever these podcast listeners are dialing in, Lord, we together confess we do not understand the depths of your love. Would you show us today, give us a a better glimpse of how deep and how wide and how high, how pure and how powerful, how personal your love for us is. And Father, may we be a conduit of your love to our neighbors to our enemies, all for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And let's just finish up here, I think, Fred, is one of the ways that we can develop those roots is not just reading God's Word and praying, but it is getting in community group. And so uh, I have really enjoyed the community group that we're both in on Friday mornings, but this week you can experience community with your people, and you will express and see God's love and you don't have to grit your teeth doing it. Don't fake the fruit. Love God. Love people. Anything else today, Fred? Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.